You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Now, let's get back to the studio. It is a Sports Spectacular. We talk sports, and yes, we are spectacular. And that's what we're told. Larry Smith, Mike Kegley, Brad Sturdy, and Mr. Tin Gallon had himself in lasso in hand. Kedrick Prince, IlliniGuys.com, Director of Recruiting. Ked, it's always good to see you. How are you doing, partner? Thanks for having me. <laughs> I'm doing great. Hey, listen, uh, it's the offseason, and uh, we know you are a very popular man. I'm sure you can't even keep your phone charged these days. Let's start with uh, with the, the high school prospect that's on that everyone's talking about. Sky Clark, he's a composite five-star kid. I think he plays for Mount Verde down in Florida. Illinois is, is in the mix with him. What's the latest with Sky Clark? Well, you know what? It was really unique with this kid. We I saw... He social media can be such a positive thing and it can be such a dangerous thing. He accidentally kind of slipped up on his social media and he put this really cool orange and blue um, um, sweater and then he took it off immediately. So I don't know if that means anything or not. I don't know what that means, but I'll tell you what, I really think Illinois is in a good situation with him. Um, he would, the sky would be the limit with him. I really like if they were able to, get this kid with a young backcourt that they have with Sincere Harris and Jay Neps. And I know they're looking at getting some um, transfers, which we'll talk about in a second here, but that would just be dynamite backcourt because as you guys were talking earlier, um, the backcourt is what's making these teams go and, and with size and Sky's a 6'3 kid. So I like what he brings to the table if Illinois can land this kid and pull it off. So you also mentioned a transfer portal, which is just incredible, the amount of names out there. Um, who do we think are some of the players that Illinois is interested in or, and or I should say, uh, that, that basically they might be interested in Illinois as well? Well, there's a few names out there, and I'm going to bounce some of these off my good friend Brad Sturdy. But, I mean, like I know one guy that a lot of people don't know about, but they may know about. I like the, the Jeremiah Williams kid. Um, he's from Chicago City, and he's a temp, uh, transfer from Temple. They like his defense, I think, because no matter how much offense, you know, Illinois was lacking, you still got to play defense for Coach Underwood, and this kid is a, a masterful defensive player, and he's also a big guard, you know, which gives them some flexibility. If you look at what they're doing to this roster, they're making it flexible. They can go small. They can go big. They can, you know, run run down the court, you know, and I heard the offense may change next year. So he's a big six foot five kid. And, you know, and he has some Chicago ties with uh, from Mean Streets with Coach Tim Anderson. Um, Terrence Shannon is a kid that a lot of people talk about. You know, they, they know Illinois is in a good uh, shape with him. And um, I know there's this running joke, but I got to put it out there. You know, I had a good conversation with his mom. Um, we get, uh, uh-oh. Why, why are we, we're not, why are we, we oh, not surprised. You know, he always, he, you know, he gets that Western thing too. Cause he always starts with how deep. <laughs> so that went really well. And I'm going to shut my mouth for a second. So my friend Brad can comment and I'll continue after him. But, but Brad, don't comment on the moms comment on the actual players. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's, <laughs> yeah, we, it's probably we probably shouldn't go. Should we probably shouldn't talk about moms anyway? I could get us in trouble. But no, I, I yeah, I, I agree with Ken. I think um, uh, Jeremiah Williams also the one thing about him too is his father actually played for uh, Brad Underwood and uh, Jeff Alexander at Western Illinois. Oh, um, so there's a connection there. Um, 
he is, uh, you know, very, very talented kid. Good point guard, high assist, you know, good feel for the game. I think the, the only knock on him really is his jump shot. Um, maybe not the best shooter, although his form looks good. I mean, he's one of those guys that you watch him on film. He probably looks even sometimes even better than he does with his stats. And maybe that's partially because he's on a not very good temple team. So put him around really good players and, He's making, if you're making passes to Kofi for dunks, you, you look really good as a point guard sometimes. Um, and then, you know, Ken mentioned Terrence Shannon. Terrence Shannon uh, is probably the ideal fit for this roster because of his versatility, his ability to play multiple positions. He can play two through four. In fact, I'm told that Marquette is even telling him he's a point guard. So this is a kid that can play anywhere. He's, uh, you know, he's a you know, really dynamic athlete. He's probably the best athlete in the portal in Terrence Shannon. Um, so he's, he's a kid that obviously a Chicago kid, Illinois had a chance at him early on. Um, and, you know, he had a nice career at Texas tech, battled some injuries this year, and now he's, he's back home and Illinois is hoping they can uh, get him the second time around. I'll tell you another guy that I like, and I don't want to butcher his name. I mean, Brad mentioned the fact that, you know, Terrence Shannon, and we talked about the guards, but if there was one guy, I, I hope they're able to land, you know, as this kid, uh, he was from Utah Valley he's a transfer, it's a uh, 6'11 kid, white player of the year is Far Dolls. I'm like, I believe kids are six foot, uh, seven, 6'11, um, seven foot kid, 245 pounds, average 19 points and almost 14, 15 rebounds a game. Mm-hmm. I believe he was second in the country to Oscar to Weesway from Kentucky. So the kid can shoot the three. I just think he would be a nice, nice piece if they were able to land him, depending upon what Kofi's going to do. And that's going to be a mystery throughout the rest of the month of April. But I really like this kid. And I mean, I think he would be a nice addition because he's a big kid and he can rebound. And Illinois may not be losing a lot if they could get another scoring punch inside. So they're, they've got the names in on a lot of kids. And what's good now is that some of these kids are contacting them. And that just shows you where the, where the program is and the direction that it's headed. Are there any other players who have past connections to either Chester Frazier or Tim Anderson that might be uh, people that Illinois should look at as potential targets? Well, I know Brandon Murray, Brad, you could talk about him if you like, but I know Chester uh, has a good relationship with him and I, I know, I know they visited them. Yeah. Chester was out to see Brandon Murray um, last weekend um, and he got a chance to sit down with him and, and discuss uh, possibly, you know, coming to Illinois. He's a, uh, transfer from LSU six foot five he's about 210 pound physical athletic guard another great defender but he's probably he also shoots it well um he's a freshman last year coming into a sophomore year so he got that leap coming um uh and and he's a he's got a chance to be really really good um he's on a lot of NBA radars for next year if he has a good sophomore year so that's another guy that they have um they they would love to get in, in this transfer portal what do you think that the timeline is for these guys? I mean, I know that, that, you know, it's, we've got a dead period here until the end of next week. Um, what, how, when do you think we'll start hearing some of these names um, of, of kids possibly committing? Well, I can tell you this, what I was told, this isn't going to drag off for very long. Not like it's done in the past. This roster is going to be set 
are pretty much set going into the offseason. They're going to know what they're going to have, you know, because they'll know Kofi's going to be back. They're letting the players know that. Some of these kids I've kind of, you know, been able to talk to and put a bug in their ear. This isn't going to last until the end of May. They're going to make a decision because, you know, they'll have their meetings. I'm, you know, I'm sure they probably already started having some of them. They need to know what the roster is going to be like so they can move forward with it. So this won't last long this offseason, I don't believe. Not like it has in the past. Interesting. Okay. All right. We'll leave it there. Uh, Kedrick, thanks so much. Director of Recruiting, uh, Kedrick Prince. Uh, We'll talk with you next week. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, buddy. He's got the uh, freshest stuff on IlliniGuys.com. Be sure to go in and check him out. Uh, this is this is kind of like after the fact, but but it's, it's even fresher on the website. We can guarantee that. Hey, spring football is underway on campus. We'll get an update from Matt Stevens. That's next on the Sports Spectacular. Are you tired of your website making your business look bad? Is your current web developer dropping the ball? Let's face it. If your website isn't making you money, it's broken. Let Neon Rain create a website that turns your visitors into customers. Neon Rain has worked with hundreds of businesses across North America, building custom websites and applications with modern designs that are easy to update and work well on mobile devices. They can do it for you, too. What sets Neon Rain apart? They actually deliver on their promises. Call today for a free consultation, 303-957-3092. That's Neon Rain at 303-957-3092. Or visit them at neonrain.com. I'm Kofi Coburn. When it comes to facing my opponents on the basketball court, that's easy. You know what else is easy? OSF On-Call Urgent Care. That's right, Kofi. When you need care for minor illnesses and injuries that's easy to get when and where you need it, OSF On-Call Urgent Care is your MVP. Walk in 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day, even holidays, or connect with a virtual visit 24-7, 365 days a year. Visit osfoncall.org slash urgentcare. IlliniGuys.com, free seven-day trial, insider information, top-level reporting. The game room provides an enhanced experience during Illini games and the message forums. Find out what's happening before anyone else does. Find out why more than a 1,000 have signed up in just over a year at IlliniGuys.com. It's where Matt Stevens lives, football writer and analyst extraordinaire. Uh, Let's talk some spring football here, Matt. Good to have you back on the show. Let's talk first about uh, recruiting another big class of 23 sign-up, or uh, I should say just to commit uh, this past week. Yeah, when when Caden Fagan, uh, you know, made his commitment, the first one of the 2023 class at Arthur High School, I kind of let you guys know in on a little secret that this staff has had silent commitments, um, several of them throughout the 2023 class, uh, and, uh, you know, Kedrick Prince and I have both been able to track down a couple of those um, kids that we they have been targeting and we feel like are going to, you know, continue the the momentum throughout this 2023 class, which will now have, I think, a whole bunch of commitments before they ever kick the football off in August this next fall. One of them is is Antoine Hayden, um, nicknamed Jojo uh, from East St. Louis High School. This is the first connection that they've had back at East St. Louis. And I think it's a, a bridge that Brett Bielema and the staff has wanted to build. Um, Jojo is a six foot one, 200, I think right now, somewhere between 220, 230 pound linebacker. He will be slotted in at middle linebacker. I know this because Andy Boo is, is uh, recruiting him along with obviously Corey Patterson, who has big ties in the St. Louis area, um, a big time commit. And everybody goes, well, why is he a big time commit? Cause he doesn't have other big time offers. Um, he doesn't have other big time offers because Illinois got in on him really, really quickly. And like what they saw, trusted the evaluation 
and got it done really, really quickly. And, and this has been another one of those silent commitments I've been talking about for a while. Um, Hayden's kind of known where he's wanted to go for a while and just was kind of waiting to announce it. Finally did. And it adds to a very, very stock, a, a stock pile of linebacker talent that Andy Boo is building. When you think about Jared Beatty, you think about Malachi Hood, who is an early enrollee in this spring practice as a freshman. And now with Hayden, that they, they feel like the, uh, the linebacker room, especially that inside linebacker room that Andy specifically deals with, is uh, is well stocked now with 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 top talent that they think can only go higher based off of the coaching staff and and their ability to kind of make them a little bit bigger, stronger, faster once they get with Tank. Spring football mm-hmm. practice rolling now. Um, it, it's been, you've gotten a chance to see a little bit of it um, and obviously talk to the players and coaches. Uh, what has kind of been your takeaway from this? Really, the first full spring because last year was different. First full spring for Brett Bielema so far. Dave, Brad, they've got two outside linebacker positions that they're going to have to fill, obviously, with the uh, graduations of Owen Carney and, and Isaiah Gay. And I think that's a big, big uh, uh, you know, target for them to get out of these 15 practices and know who their outside pass rushers are going to be in that 3-4 defense. I think they have some, some targets that they like. Alec Bryant, the transfer from Virginia Tech. Uh, from last fall, who just was too late of a transfer to participate last fall, last season. I think he'll eat up one of those spots. And then it's kind of a free-for-all for that other spot that I think Isaiah Gay and then Seth Coleman kind of took over early on um, last year. Seth Coleman is back. He's a bigger, another bigger body. Um, Seth arrived at like 215 when he was a freshman. He's now at 235. They like him at that spot. They like DJ Johnson. They they like they even like Jared Beatty, where they where they didn't know he was going to be able to play early on. They even like him. So the, that's a big deal. I, I think the other big deal, obviously, no surprise, is you you want to see the quarterback. You want to see number three. You want to see Tommy DeVito. By all accounts, this is his team. Art, Art Sikowski has not thrown a pass in front of my eyes. I have been told that he has thrown it in, you know, private in the indoor facility. I cannot verify that. And if he does not throw a pass, which I don't believe he'll be in front of people, um, you know, that aren't Illinois employees uh, throughout this entire spring, I think this is Tommy DeVito's job to lose. I've always felt that way. And it's going to be a big deal for him to get some connections with that offense, with that offensive line and with the receivers that he's going to be throwing passes to this fall. So we hear all the time from Illini fans wanting to know how Tommy looks. Obviously, it was a challenging season last year with quarterbacks who, you know, were injured and and struggled through a lot of things. What does he look like and and how is he, um, you know, how is he working with Coach Lunny Jr. uh, to, to, to start building that bond that's going to be so important during the season? So it's interesting how you phrased that, Mike, because everybody wants to know what Tommy looks like. I, I'm more interested, and I think it's more apparent the difference between, let's say, Tommy DeVito and Brandon Peters is what Tommy sounds like, because you can hear him. He's got that New Jersey swagger to him that you can hear <laughs> from the stands when they practice in Memorial Stadium. You can hear him yell at receivers. You can hear him encourage his offensive linemen. You can hear him, you know, talk like he's already a leader in this program. And that's just his normal personality. And I think that that's what Brett Bielham has always wanted in a quarterback. Personality-wise, Tommy DeVito has everything. Uh, from an arm talent standpoint, they've already seen on film what he can do. It's just a matter of trying to build up that wide receiver room to help him out. Uh, but I, I do feel like he, he, he is slowly but surely, just like everybody else, trying to learn the verbiage and maybe a little bit of the differences in formational stuff that Barry wants to do with this offense. But I caution everybody to understand this is not a complete overhaul of the Illinois offense like everybody else is trying to make this out to be. 
One of the reasons Tommy is here is because he wants to run a pro-style offense. It's going to look very similar schematically and formations-wise to what you saw last year. It's just a matter of maybe how fast they're going to go because from a tempo standpoint, they're, they're going to get after it a little bit and, and try to get get to the line, maybe call plays from the line. And that's another reason why I think you're hearing Tommy a lot more than maybe you're, you've noticed what you're seeing is that he's he's adapting to calling plays at the line, getting guys organized and, and doing whatever you need to do from that quarterback spot that I think that is, is incredibly important. Talking with Matt Stevens here, he's a football writer and analyst for IlliniGuys.com. You know, Matt, one thing that that I noticed, and 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 this may be that it's year two in the Bielema system. It could just be that that this team experienced some some success toward the season's uh, end, and and it was a much different team than what they were in August and September. It feels like this is a more confident group than what it was this year. Is that fair? I feel like this group. When you talk to some of the veterans, they they feel like last year was a missed opportunity, believe it or not. They feel like five and seven is not good enough. They feel like they could have easily had six, seven, maybe eight wins last year if they'd have, if they'd have got if they'd have. And I'll just say it: if they had not had a a consistent set of losing habits, you know, and if I, you know, and that's not to bash the kids that aren't there anymore. Sure, I think sure. I think you know, but Brett has talked about, and like some of the leaders in this team that have come back have talked about. We understand that we we made some strides, but five and seven is not going to get her done. So I, I do feel like there's a confidence level, but I also feel like there's a there's a there's a level of we still have a long way to go here. And I think you're hearing that a lot from the players and not necessarily from the coaches. And I think last fall and even going that first spring, you were hearing the coaches talk about how far we have to go. You're hearing it from guys like Chase Brown, and you're hearing it from guys. You know, uh, you know, like a Seth Coleman, who we talked to last week, who's you know, as a redshirt freshman had some success, but um, also hit a wall. And I, I talked to Josh McCray, and I'll have a story on this about how his freshman year was really encouraging for him, but then yet he fell off and hit a freshman wall. He knows there's a long way to go, you know, from what he did last year. So you've got a lot of guys like that that are trying to figure out how to put 13 consecutive consistent games together. And if they do that, they think seven, eight, maybe even nine wins could possibly happen quicker than people think. Well, I'm, I'm down for nine wins. Any time, any, any season, anytime an Illinois football coach wants to get nine wins, that that's good with me. So um, is there kind of a, so, you know, you talk about the offense. How, how, is, how are they adjusting? Obviously lost some big pieces on defense, too. You mentioned the outside linebacker pitch. Kirby Joseph is doing well on draft board, seems to be one of the top safeties. So how do they replace uh, the, those holes in the secondary? Well, it's, it's, a, it's kind of a, you know, a, a mixed bag of what you want to do to replace Kirby Joseph because you're also losing a Tony Adams on, on the outside at corner. And so you, you've got to replace those two guys. And I think they're trying to mix and match guys who can maybe maybe do a little bit of both maybe play a little nickel corner and play a little safety the way that Kirby did and then kind of have guys you know they're using these 15 practices to see if guys can do both and if they can do both then you've set yourself up for injuries a lot better than they 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 were last year to be honest and just kind of had a really really lucky time in the secondary when it came to injuries last year. There's guys like Keontae Curry who you didn't see last year who redshirted. There are guys, um, you know, like like Devin Witherspoon's going to lead the corner room, but you, and Sidney Brown's going to come back as your strong safety. But there are other guys like like uh, Kendall Smith who comes back again for his senior year after testing him the waters in the portal comes back to Illinois. He's going to get an opportunity to play safety. But you you have a lot of guys again like a Keontae Curry, a Daniel Edwards. Um, some, some guys that you haven't really seen do much on the football field and games yet 
that they're going to try to hybrid a little bit between safety and nickel corner and maybe have, you know, when, when teams want to put four wide receivers out on the field, they're not completely bombarded with a, a an immediate, you know, Chinese fire drill type substitution deal that Ryan Walters doesn't want to have happen. They can have guys that are hybrids that can do both. So I think that that's going to be a big deal. I think offensively um, you're going to see a, a new offensive line. I, I've wrote and I've written about that already this spring um there's a lot of combinations that bart miller is trying to work in that upfront group that's going to try to keep tommy tommy devito upright but they know that their best position room brad is running back and if they can figure out the offensive line they're, they're going to be able to run the football they i was told by somebody that they would like to have 40 to 50 carries per game because they know that 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 if they're doing that they know they have the lead and they're just trying to earn, burn clock and try to you know gain ground that way and they have a running back room where splitting 50 carries among three guys is going to be really an interesting way to go about it. And, and when you talk about Chase Brown and Josh McCray and Reggie Love and, and Chase Hayden and then the two early enrollees and Aiden Loffrey and Jordan Anderson, they have a lot of mixed bags of bodies in that tailback room, all of which are talented that Corey Patterson gets to kind of maneuver around. Have any of the wide receivers separated themselves both on the field uh, from a cornerback and from the other wide receivers? <laughs> I, I think you're, the first – the one thing I'll say about that, Mike, is that I think the one guy that likes this offense more than anybody is Isaiah Williams. I think he's going to be somebody who Barry wants to – they're going to figure out how to get the ball to number one some way, somehow. And for lack of a better term, I think Tony Peterson did a really – did a really poor job of for, for forgetting a lot that number one is the best player on the field. Um, that's, that's, that's the first thing I've noticed about the wide receivers. The second thing I've noticed is that, um, there are a whole bunch of guys that are trying to, you know, basically use these 15 practices to prove to this coaching staff and to prove to George McDonald that they deserve to be out there because there, you've got guys like Casey Washington who have done things in games, but they haven't set themselves apart. And they, like you said, they, Casey's a possession guy who doesn't really separate himself physically from the corner that he's, he's a more physical guy and they like him. I'm really high on Brian Hightower. I think he can be a, a difference maker on the outside for you. Um, and that they have some other options like a Kamari Thompson who has stick or stuck around the transfer from Missouri. I think that he's, he's a guy that you can look at from the outside. Uh, a guy like Pat Bryant who had some flashes as a true freshman. He comes in now with his first spring and can really put it together. Um, but there's no doubt that the wide receiver room still has a whole lot of holes in it, not because they're not talented, but because they, when you lose a Donnie Navarro and you lose, you know, some, some talent and you, you, you weren't really throwing the football all that well last year, you, uh, you, you lose a lot of leadership and you lose a lot of guys that were productive over the last couple of years. So there's a lot of open vacancies on the outside receiver spots, at least for, for the University of Illinois right now. I like Brian Hightower, but there's a lot of guys behind him itching for playing time. Matt, I'm curious. Um, I know it's, it's really early in the spring. It's still a long way to go and a long way to get to August. Is there something that stood out to you right now in a little bit of time you'd be able to, to see the team out there? I know they don't let you watch all the practice and, and all the, you know, everything that they're doing, but any surprises right now this spring that you've encountered? The fact that they they keep talking about Jared Beatty as a freshman being able to maybe do something, I think is is a, is a big deal. I think that he's they're talking about the early enrollees as having a role. They're talking about Aiden Lawfrey in a way that says we've got to figure out once August comes around how to get him the football somehow. They're, they're talking about that. They are talking about um, you know they're talking about that defensive front like 
they didn't talk about it last year because they were so devoid of depth with what Terrence Jamison Jamo had to work with last year. They love T Raw, um, the, the the transfer from from Northwestern. They love what what you know Keith Randolph and Johnny Newton have done with their bodies, getting them over 300 pounds, but not lose the athleticism. They love that defensive front. One of the things that I've noticed with my own eyes, and I mentioned to Brett Bielema last weekend, was their body difference in the running back room is astounding to me. They, they, you are now, I think Illinois fans are going to have to start getting used to the idea that when they recruit a kid who's 230 pounds out of high school and they say he's a tailback, haha, Caden Fegan, um, he's going to be a tailback because Brett Bielema wants big backs. Um, there's going to be no more of these scat backs that, that show up on campus anymore, I don't think, unless you're an Aiden Loffrey and you can burst. So, um, the, the body difference at running back is astounding to me. And it's something that I I've noticed from second one that I've been out there live on, and on spring practice. It, it, there's a parody waiting, sir. Mix a lot. Brett Bielema, anybody? No, he likes big backs and he cannot lie. Sorry. Matt Stevens. That, that's, that is the worst dad joke of the day. <laughs> And those of you who have a problem with that, it's Larry at IlliniGuys.com. <laughs> Thanks a Feel lot. free to let him know what you think of that joke. There you go. He likes big backs. Running it backs. should come as no surprise to you guys that Brett Bielema, being who he is from a physical stature standpoint, wouldn't like bigger people <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. All right, here we go. I haven't had a dad joke in a while, and it comes at Matt's uh, expense. Matt, always great stuff. Uh, we'll, we'll talk with you next week. We'll, not we'll a problem. Spare, See you guys. We'll, we'll spare you the rest of the show. All right, Matt Stevens, football writer and analyst for IlliniGuys.com. The Illini gal, Adelia McKenzie, is up next. You're listening to The Sports Spectacular. Since Busey Bank first opened our doors in 1868, we have built upon a tradition of close relationships and broad financial capabilities. Our experienced team provides the highest level of personalized service to ensure we accomplish your goals, simplifying your wealth management and business lending needs, and ensuring a legacy for generations. Building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini member FDIC. Enjoying the game? Log on to IlliniGuys.com and join in the conversation. Our game room offers real-time chat from our team of experts and analysts to enhance your game experience. And IlliniGuys.com offers insider information on recruiting and team prep that you just won't find anywhere else with hundreds of articles and podcasts for you to enjoy. Sign up now and become eligible for free $1,000 scholarships. The seven-day free trial makes it a no-brainer. Get in the know with IlliniGuys.com. You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys radio network. Now, let's get back to the studio. It's the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular, and every week she comes on to try to keep Brad and Mike in line. Adelia McKenzie, star of the Fighting Illini women's basketball team. Adelia, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, good. Hey, what, let's. we want to talk about, um, obviously, women's basketball and your new coach, when we talked last week, um, I think you had just met with her. Is that right? So how are things going right now? Things are going well. Um, I like her a lot. We actually had our first, like, team workout today. And she – it was, like, a separate groups, like, posting guards. 
and I watched her work with the post and it was just like good to see like she really broke down everything and started from like the basics you know just like with layups and how to post up and then with the guards I, I was a really good workout that I went through like started with the basic as well like footwork and ball handling how things should be I was just like really excited and I actually felt like I learned and grew just from that one hour workout but yeah it's been really good and coach green man she's amazing that's good to hear uh Adelia do you have any um has there been any like movement as far as um have you been like recruiting your teammates to come back? Some of them, um, have they been working out some of the ones who entered the transfer portal or are you, you know, you know what's, what's the, that look like for those girls? Yeah. Everyone who's in the portal has been at the workouts and they love the workouts and they really like her as well. I still don't know where they're standing, but if you're coming to the workouts and you're seeing you like her, I'm pretty sure like I have a, Pretty good feeling about them staying. Well, that's good. And how how is it different? Um, like, what are they? What is uh, compared to maybe last year? You know, or or what you were practicing on, even you know, in the preseason. How are these workouts different? I would just say, kind of like the foundation that's being built. I feel like last summer we kind of went right into kind of like a practice, like actual, like kind of put in plays and stuff. And I was like, what? what? Like, I thought the summer was about skill development. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, so um, that first workout, we did so much like skill breakdown and stuff. So I'm like, okay, it's going to be a lot of skill and grind and things that I like. <laughs> Nice. That's nice. So, you know, kind of to, to piggyback on what Brad was asking. So um, a lot of the other players, even though they're in the portal are there, are, are you getting a sense of that? They, they do like what they've seen so far or, or what's the, has everyone's reaction been like yours, whether they're in the portal or, or not, what's it been like throughout your team? Yeah. Um, everyone is having a good feeling about her and I definitely get good energy from like, people who are going to stay in, people who are in the portal. Like, it's hard not to like someone when their goal is success, you know? Like, and honestly, I think people are, like, already buying in on, like, what she wants and, like, her game style and stuff. So it's been really good on both ends. What did she – what has she sold to you? Like, when she's talked about, like – for game style, what does she, what is she looking for um, in that regard? Like you want to push it up tempo. What's, what's kind of been the the plan there? Uh, yeah. She wants to play fast, like transition game. She says she wants to score in the first six seconds. I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> and also when she talked to us, she was like, I don't care about how y'all last season was. I don't, I'm just ready to get here and work and grow um, she just talked about like how we can build something and we will, you know, she was confident. I was just like, I'm, I was never last and I'm not going to be last. Like hearing stuff was hearing stuff like that makes me want to just work and go hard. Like, yes, like successful, you want to win and you're not going to take no for an answer. 
And and when you when you hear about you know she wants to take those shots early and push pace and some of the other things she's told you, how do you think your game fits in with what coach wants to do? I my game fits perfectly because I like the transition game and I like pushing it. And then also like I think my game goes well like when we don't have transition, I can help like create a bucket like whether it's a driving kick or score or whatever. I just love the transition game because it's fun like playing fast is fun but it is hard though <laughs> yeah but I, I i i think we really are enjoying hearing the energy in your voice not that it wasn't there before but but you know we know that it was tough during the season as you got into big 10 play and to have this kind of optimism right now this early in the offseason certainly is exciting um women's final four is coming up this weekend i don't know if you had a chance to watch any of the games i know you're pretty busy um boy that double overtime game of the night was was incredible um to, to see that Did you get a chance to see that and and yes. do you have this weekend yes i've been watching the games and i watched it with my teammates when um i don't know her name but it's number 11 on nc state and when she hit that three to tie it up to go to double overtime we were screaming <laughs> <laughs> like what what like it was a really good game and i'm excited for these games tomorrow like I'm not going to go for anyone because it's hard to go for certain people, but I, it's going to be really fun to watch. Is it pretty, is it kind of cool to see those girls that you know, you're watching them on TV, but these are girls you've played against on the circuit and played against during the season and different things. Um, do you kind of have, do you kind of have favorites girls, you know, uh, any, any of the girls you kind of know on any of these teams? Um, yeah, I actually played against Paige in high school. Hmm. My junior oh, yeah, year. That's right. Minnesota, right? Yep. That's right. Yep. And it's just like crazy to see, like, wow, like I played against her. And also, like, I used to watch the Final Four in high school, you know, wondering how it would be like, you know, to be in college. And now that I'm in college, I'm like, what? Wow. It just <laughs> feels good because I, I could have the same opportunity to play in the Final Four as well. And that's what I want. So, and that's, that's awesome. So you played against some of these people, you, you, you've measured your skills against theirs. Is there any team that you, you just have a gut feel, you know, is, is the team that's going to win it all? Uh, yes. I kind of feel like Stanford again, just because, I mean, they're hard to be like, they're big, they have good defense. Um, Cameron Brink, just the shot blocker. But then you have South Carolina, like, they're really good. Like, you know, but UConn and Louisville is good as well. I don't know. I kind of think more of, like, South Carolina and Stanford. I feel like they have a really good chance to win it. All right. Well, we will uh, we'll watch the games this weekend, and then we'll discuss next week, see how your picks were. <laughs> oh, yeah. One more thing. I put deodorant on for my workout. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. That's the important stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah if you're going to forget something, yeah, thank goodness you didn't forget the deodorant because that would have made a, a first impression that's probably really hard for Coach Green to shake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We are so proud of you, Adelia. <laughs> it's a little thing. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Make that good first impression. 
<laughs> All right. Adelia, always good to uh, laugh with you. Have an awesome weekend. We'll talk to you next week. All right. See ya. All right, Adelia McKenzie. She's the Illini gal right here uh, on the show. Stay with us. More Sports Spectacular coming up after this. <laughs> I'm Kofi Coburn. When it comes to facing my opponents on the basketball court, psh, that's easy. You know what else is easy? OSF On-Call Urgent Care. That's right, Kofi. When you need care for minor illnesses and injuries that's easy to get when and where you need it, OSF On-Call Urgent Care is your MVP. Walk in 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day, even holidays, or connect with a virtual visit 24-7, 365 days a year. Visit osfoncall.org slash urgentcare. At Busey Bank, we understand you have a vision for your future, and we're committed to helping you achieve your dreams. Since 1868, we've invested in recruiting and retaining the best and brightest associates. Busey's unique culture is one that values and supports you, provides opportunities for growth, and is much more than a job. It's a career. Build relationships, build community, and build your career at Busey Bank. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Rolling right along here on the Sports Spectacular. Uh, Final Four weekend, Duke, UNC, Villanova, Kansas, uh, down in New Orleans. Um, Should we do some trivia, a little Final Four trivia? Oh, you know, you you make us do trivia all the time. Well, I want to see if you have any superpowers, you and Brad. I have have none. I have none. (laughs) I have superpowers. It's just they don't make any sense, nor are they. Can I make any money off? Of <laughs> Not use them. Um, <laughs> like, hey, can you, you can you eat almost infinite amount of pizza for a guy your size? Oh yeah, I got that power. Yay! <laughs> We've seen it. It's amazing. <laughs> um. So so let's uh, let's let's see if you can you can give us starting in twenty twenty one. See if either of you two can go backwards and give us all the final four champions until the year of your birth. Oh, wow. Not your birth, but our birth. Well, l- let's, that'd let's be, be, that'd be better. Yeah. Well, I, be, yeah. I'm out. I'm out either way. I, I can't remember so, that far back. Oh, yeah, so, so Brad, I, I, I can't even, I don't even remember who won last year. Oh yeah. That's, Baylor. See, that's my problem. Oh yeah, it was Baylor. That's right. Okay. So I got last year. Um, Larry, you got the rest. All right. <laughs> Baylor. I think I can do this because I I used to you know, I used to cover him. So I, I think I got you guys got a you got a list to check me? Oh yeah, I got yes, on, let me okay. let me call one up here on that okay. handy dandy thing we call the internet. The internet. Okay. Um, now I'm gonna I'm gonna close my eyes. I don't have that internet stuff. I'm you know, that's too <laughs> In our state-of-the-art room here, we need to get you going. We need to how – do we, how do we get the state-of-the-art studio? We don't have Brad set up on the internet over there. Yeah, that's oh. – they didn't give me that. That didn't come in my contract. Yes, my right. Multi-million school dollar teachers, contract. School <laughs> teachers don't get anything. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, Brad, you, you're, you're not wrong there. I will tell you that. <laughs> exactly. It's just, it's wrong. That's right. And every, so wrong at every turn. All right. I, I have, I have a list of the champions and Brad has handed you Baylor. And so what Baylor. I'm going to do, Larry, to make it easier, I'm going to give you the 2020 champions. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Which is <laughs> blank. Thanks. Okay. That's here right. 
okay. Baylor 2021, no tournament 2020. 2019 was Virginia. 2018, Villanova. 2017, North Carolina. 2016, Villanova. 2015 was Duke over Wisconsin. 2014, UConn, the seventh seed over Kentucky. 2013, Louisville over Michigan in Atlanta. 2012, Kentucky over Kansas. 2011, UConn over Butler. 2010, Duke over Butler. 2009, North Carolina over Michigan State. 2008 was Kansas over Memphis in overtime in San Antonio. 2007, Florida. 2006, Florida in Indianapolis. 2005, North Carolina over Illinois. 2004, I know. Um, 2004 was UConn over Georgia Tech in San Antonio. Um, 2003, Syracuse beat Kansas. 2002, Maryland over Indiana, 64-52 in Atlanta. 2001, uh, Duke beats Arizona in Minneapolis. 2000, Michigan State over Florida. 99 was UConn. 98, Kentucky. 97, Arizona. 98, or 96, Kentucky. 95 UCLA, 94 Arkansas, 93 North Carolina, 92 and 91 Duke, 90 UNLV, 89 Michigan over Seton Hall, 88 Kansas over Oklahoma in Kansas City, 87 Indiana beats Syracuse in New Orleans, 86 Louisville over Duke, 85 Villanova over Georgetown in Lexington, 84 Georgetown over Houston in Seattle, 83 NC State over Houston. 82, North Carolina over Georgetown. 81, Indiana. 80, Louisville. 79, Michigan State over Indiana State. 78, Kentucky. 77, Marquette. 76, Indiana. 75, UCLA. 74 was NC State. 73 through 67 is UCLA. 66 is Texas Western, uh, now known as UTEP. Um, 65 is UCLA. And 64 is UCLA. 63 is Loyola, 62 and 61 are Cincinnati, 60 is Ohio State, 59 is Cal, 58 is Kentucky, 57 is North Carolina over Kansas in triple overtime, 56 and 55 is South is uh, uh, San Francisco, 54 is LaSalle, 53 is Kansas, no, Indiana. 53 is Indiana, 52 is Kansas, 51 Kentucky, 50 CCNY. I don't know whether to be amazed or repulsed or feel sorry <laughs> for you. Did I get him? <laughs> I'm just trying to figure who was born in 50. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Well, I, I was. Oh, that's right. I supposed to stop. That's right. I supposed to, sorry, I got on a roll. Yeah. I wasn't. Show off. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, I just. Okay. Sorry, so so we're saying because that means you're like as old as Mike then. Exactly. So if you went back there, so that's a long time. For for uh, for those paying attention, I'm 67, there Larry's 68, and you know, Brad is 69. They say black don't crack, so you know. I'm yeah. the youngest. I'm the youngest by far. <laughs> he isn't. All right. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, so should have stopped before that. that. That's a scary superpower. I'm not even certain how you identify that. I I, I was. It was funny. The 2001. Final four in Minneapolis. I was at a bar waiting for my uh, my flight, and some Be guy careful. for some reason like wanted to exactly, yeah, exactly <laughs> at the airport bar, and some guy like wanted to like challenge me on like the last ACC team to do X, Y, and Z, and I kept answering it, and 
he just kept, I said, I said, I can do this all day. <laughs> I, said, I got 40 minutes of my flight. I mean, how long am I going to go with this? So anyway, but little did he suspect who he had run into. Exactly. I'm a, I'm a very good driver. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> rain poor guy. It's, exactly. like, it's like when people run into Mike at a bar and he says, I can eat, I can name every pizza in every city across the United States. Every guest you know, we have on the best you, pizza. That's right. Yes. Where are you from? Get to New York. Oh, you ever had? Oh, yeah. What about exactly. this? You know, that's that's Louis. What, you... what about Louis Pizza? <laughs> oh, Louis, that's that's the best in Dallas. Good, good, good. Remembering there, Brad. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, just... yeah, that Louis Pizza off of Henderson in Dallas. Uh, a Chicago native came down and founded it. That's why it's so dang good. Wow. Okay. Hey, uh, we've got a minute. Uh, top final four moment you in your memory. What's uh, give it? Top one, top three. What do you got? Yeah, I would go with the. the I remember, you know, during my lifetime, the when Villanova pulled that upset um, was fantastic. And then, of course, the the. Uh, but I think the uh, for me, the iconic moment is the NC State Houston. Yeah. You know, Jimmy V running around at the Final Four after the. I mean, that was just it was just amazing uh, watching that uh, as a kid, kind of uh, growing up. Mine would have been the the play after Jordan hit the hit the jump shot when it was mm-hmm. like Freddie it's Brown when when George Georgetown was in those old uniforms that had a, closer to a powder blue that they never use again yeah and he went and passed the ball and 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 I was a huge Georgetown fan because we got cable and that was the time that we, Patrick Ewing and Hakeem back back in those days Hakeem Olajuwon's uh, freshman year so I literally between playing basketball as a you know freshman in high school and then watching their games I think I probably watched 25 of Ewing's games and maybe 20 of Olajuwon's and those two teams I fell in love with for that four-year period along with the Illini it was a great time to watch basketball those are fantastic moments I think I'm thinking about uh also the um the 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 ones that I were covered i remember very well um the the 2003 uh Akeem warwick uh blocks michael lee shot in the corner to hold on to syracuse's only title in carmelo anthony's um uh only year in, in 03 when they bent Beheim's only title and then uh, the play also mario chalmers the 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 shot to win in overtime uh 08 kansas memphis those were like really cool electric moments brad brad one question for you you coached aau did you try to implement Calipari's dribble drive offense because we tried and we failed. And now that I've seen Calipari for another 15 years, it's pretty clear that his, his great offense was Derek Rose. (laughs) (laughs) We we did implement some of the, uh, some of the parts of that, you know, like, uh, and and there are some things out of that, some tendencies, some, some rules, principles to use out of that. But yeah, the key is to having people who are really good at attacking yeah. the basket <laughs> off the dribble. We I mean, who knew? That. Who knew? I just we had we tried that for like five years. We had one point guard who could do it. Nobody else could come close. And we kept thinking, man, we're coaching this right. These kids think we have <laughs> yeah really slow players. I don't understand why they can't. Do this. <laughs> it doesn't work quite as well. That's right. A quick timeout. I'm back to finish up with rapid fire after this on the Sports Spectacular. 
Are you tired of your website making your business look bad? Is your current web developer dropping the ball? Let's face it, if your website isn't making you money, it's broken. Let Neon Rain create a website that turns your visitors into customers. Neon Rain has worked with hundreds of businesses across North America, building custom websites and applications with modern designs that are easy to update and work well on mobile devices. They can do it for you too. What sets Neon Rain apart? They actually deliver on their promises. Call today for a free consultation, 303-957-3092. That's Neon Rain at 303-957-3092. Or visit them at neonrain.com. Attention travelers, next Tuesday a major hurricane will cause complete chaos throughout the city. Food, water, and phone service will be in short supply. There will likely be panic citywide. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Disasters don't plan ahead. You can. Talk to your loved ones about how you're going to be ready in an emergency. Don't wait. Communicate. Okay, I promise no more random Final Four trivia for me. Uh, guys, rapid fire. Baseball is back. Coming up this week, uh, Albert Pujols is back in St. Louis. Pretty cool to see the the machine back in the uh, the powder blue. And the first game back, the Cardinals score like a thousand runs in spring training, and uh, Pools gets a hit. So yeah, it's good to see Albert back in in St. Louis. Yeah, it would be great to find a way for him to hit that uh, what seven hundredth home run. Yeah. You know, in a in a Cardinals jersey. I wonder, would he do that over? You know, I mean, he made a ton of money, so it's hard to argue. But would he would he may have stayed at at uh, St. Louis for less dollars. We'll never know, I guess. Yeah, yeah. you wonder that if, like, looking Good back, if, yeah, if he'd have any um, second guesses. Um, yeah, no question about that. Hey, did you guys see one other Final Four thing? Did you see this note I just ran across just now uh, earlier this week that Eric Church, the country music star, had a concert in Texas for Saturday night that he canceled because he's a big North Carolina fan and he's going to instead go to North Car- go to New Orleans and watch UNC Duke. Do you see that? Yeah, it, it just means he didn't plan well. Why would you schedule a concert on Final Four weekend? You have to have your priorities in str- straight. So he just assumed that North Carolina's Nate seed wasn't going to make it. But, you know, got to plan ahead. Yeah, it, it certainly puts into question his loyalty to the uh, powder blue when you, when you just make the assumption they're not going to make it that far because I have had so many pools broken because I had Illinois going all the way. Um, my loyalty isn't in question. I can tell you that much. Look at my score. One of my brackets is in the fourth percentile, the zero four percentile. Oh, as in yeah. lower four. <laughs> yes, yes. Just horrific. Oh, my. Very yeah. good. <laughs> well, I think all of us, we're all in that boat right now. It's pretty bad. Um, the Sports Spectacular uh, rolling to another close. Uh, once again, two hours as, as always has gone by way too fast. Many thanks to uh, Tyra Perry, the softball coach for the U of I. Uh, great to have her on as well. Great to hear from uh, Ked and Matt. So much stuff going on, and we have no doubt that it's going to be crazy again next week when we talk again. Um, as always, be sure to check out all the action this weekend. Enjoy the Final Four, and we'll be right back here, same time, same place, same station next week. For Brad and Mike, I'm Larry. Take care, and go Illini. I-L-L. This has been a presentation of LMBC Sports, LLC, and JM Talent Productions. We'll be back next week on the Illini Guys Radio Network. 
on these same stations across Illinois.